Welcome to the Ether. Today is Thursday, September 8th, 2022. Today on the Ether, the Angel Protocol Impact AMA with Sao.C. Is it Sousy? With Sousy. Yeah. Let's take a listen. Sousy. Hey, Cam, I can. How you? Your train reception seems to be coming through smooth. Yeah, I hope it will be working out just fine. I see uh, Josef is uh, here as well, so uh, we we prepared so he can take over. I'm suddenly uh, not uh, speaking. <laughs> I just invited him to speak. One moment here. Ah, perfect. I think you can hear me now, right? Yes. How's it going, Joseph? It's going well. It's going well. Um, long, long day at work. It's uh, six o'clock here in Sweden. So the the time you usually fall asleep after work. <laughs> uh, yeah, I feel that. Um, so I apologize. We're trying to get a few more people in here. Uh, it's a little rough going um, in between the protocol launch. Uh, but we will be up and running soon and hopefully have a few more people in here. We've had a, a couple good AMAs, um, but uh, it feels a little quiet today. So how have you been? How is everything going with the um, uh, migration? Uh, excellent. Um, so the, the engineering team has been plugging along this whole time. So, you know, work that would have had to have been done anyway uh, has been being done this whole time. Um, and when we relaunch, we're going to be relaunching with additional features. Uh, initially, it's going to be the um, and uh, nonprofit endowments aspect of it, uh, and then we're going to be adding in additional yield sources as well as our whole angel impact funds, which we're really excited about. Just allowing anyone to coordinate and fundraise uh, and invest for impact projects, so really covers a wide range of impact use cases beyond the purely traditional nonprofit route, which is you know something we want to help enable as the space evolves. Yeah, sounds amazing. I actually prepared some um, uh, small um, uh, notes that uh, about Angel and what we really see as a uh, big potential in in Angel Protocol uh, related to that for this call also. Yeah, and I, you know, I'm really excited to dig in. Um, and the good news is, regardless of the the current uh, Twitter space attendance, um, we are going to be putting this out in podcast form um, and highlighting it, and, and you know, capturing key audio segments and such. So, uh, I mean, Soe has been one of the most exciting projects that Angel Protocol has partnered with. Um, like, you know, obviously you do impactful work uh, in the nonprofit space already. And then to build on that with this innovation of really expanding out very innovative UBI micro lending type programs, um, it, 
it's it's powerful on uh, the the video you capture on scene is also really powerful just showing you know the the real world impact and, and how people uh pick this up so you know i would just love to hear a little more from from your perspective and kind of fill people in on, on what so has been up to yeah thank you uh so i think i can i can start and uh, go over a little bit about uh, a short background and uh, what we see as the value proposition uh, in what's coming with Angel, and uh, then if my reception goes off, Joseph will take over and uh, talk a little bit about more specifics and uh, what we are doing uh, with our projects. So, does that sound okay? Perfect, sir. So, so uh, just for a short background, we were uh, we started this NGO, uh, Zoe, uh, two years back, uh, and we did it. Uh, to minimize the, uh, what we thought uh, was a bad thing about uh, how nonprofits were working with a lot of administrative costs and uh, uh, not enough money going where uh, to the cause uh, that the, uh, most people donate for. Uh, so, so that was the like the ethos we wanted to start uh, SOE with. We the SOE stands for uh, Swedish Organization for Women Empowerment. Uh, that part is because we realized quite quickly that uh, to be effective in our work, uh, we could, we should focus on women. That's basically more uh, effective in any way, uh, in our perspective. Um, so what we do is we, we are about 15 people based in Sweden. We have no salaries and we all work uh, full-time jobs uh, that's not related to the NGO. And then we have a sister organization in Uganda uh, Jamba Hartsburg and uh, that's also a member of Indian Protocol and, and they are having salaries and doing their work on the ground so uh, those are the guys doing most of our work uh, kind of and we, we raise funds uh, to keep our work going and we also support with uh, some technical stuff that uh, might be difficult to do there uh, especially uh, what we are about to discuss now with the blockchain technology and uh, things like that. Um, so, if I want to uh, to outline the problem that we uh, the the problem we see with the uh, I want to take an, take up an example is the Swedish organization for uh, like the Swedish government. We we give from Sweden we give two percent in our GDP is given uh, to uh, um, nonprofit organizations every year, and uh, from those. Uh, 2%, less than 50% of that goes to the actual cost. And the, the main uh, pillars, the main costs is administrative costs that takes away about 25%. And then there's a large cost of corruption as well. So uh, looking through the different, like larger uh, organizations, you will see that the efficiency, while they have the scale and they can scale their projects well, they don't have the the best uh, financial uh, uh, efficiency, you can say. Uh, and they also lack a little bit about uh, in transparency, uh, in my opinion. So, so what we want to do is we want to modernize, modernize how charity is done. Uh, and uh, we want to, and, and because of that, we have a focus on efficiency and uh, transparency. Uh, so that's what we uh, look for in our projects. Uh, 
we do some different things, but the the one we have been discussing the most with you guys is the project that I'm Joseph uh, is part of. Uh, it's uh, so a finance part where we do microloans and UBI, uh, but we also do a lot of other things more directed to um, um, for women and the menstrual health and stuff like that. But, but yeah, uh, so that's a brief uh, intro. Uh, do you have any? questions or something i should uh, make more clear about that uh, i mean that was a very well covered um summary uh, i have a ton more questions um i i mean what you're so, doing is really it's a lot of different elements all together right the the local otc the ubi the micro lending um so really i'm kind of curious what the journey was to get here for you right so SOE, Swedish Organization for Women Empowerment. I mean, could you tell us a little more about like how you started on this journey and like what led you down this UBI micro lending path? Uh, sure. Uh, I mean, the, the organization started up. Uh, uh, I was uh, in Uganda and met with uh, Charles, who became a good friend of mine who's running the organization, Yamba Hearts. And that, that's an older organization than ours. Uh, and since then, we've been experimenting on different things uh, in all directions kind of and how we would, how we should do this in an effective way how to raise funds in an effective way uh, and how to use those funds in an effective way um, regarding how we came into the blockchain world i mean that's because i was uh, i think my background uh, within the um, crypto uh, it started before i i went to uganda uh, and um, so what, what I saw kind of was a use case that was not very, like the, a lot of things within crypto is I can understand Swedish people not being super enthusiastic because we have uh, such modern and cheap bags. Uh, but what you see in Uganda is different. Like if you go there and you also have this uh, just brief knowledge, uh, on how efficient things can be uh, within the uh, in crypto space, uh, you, you get uh, quite stunned on how much you can improve the uh, financial sovereignty on the ground there, and also the efficiency and the cost uh, based on cost and stuff like that. So that was the main reason why we started exploring how we could actually use uh, uh, this technology to do good on the ground. Uh, and then it took a lot of effort and time for us to figure out how we, we would do that. Uh, so we started in March uh, and we, we we did it together with you guys, sort of. We had a lot of meetings with Sean and, and with you, Sean C, uh, where we outlaid what we wanted to do with the UBI and, and the microloans. And back then we already had a... Uh, plan for the microloans. We set them up outside of the uh, uh, blockchain technology, but uh, we didn't really have a plan for the UBI, but we thought that uh, there were a lot of interesting products popping up, and we wanted to do that uh, based on um, what Angel could offer us. So so the value proposition from Angel uh, led us to actually explore the, uh, the UBI side of our project. Uh, and then during the 
spring, we just iterated on the project, me, me Josef and Lova, uh, three people from our team, uh, in how we could do it most effectively. Uh, but to be honest, really what got us <laughs> uh, where we are now, I think that was because we just uh, threw ourselves out there. We went to Uganda, we started launching uh, this project. We, we just set up wallets after wallets after wallets. Uh, just, uh, started teaching how to use it and uh, started implementing it, right? Even if, if, if we don't, didn't have everything cleared out, we, it got clearer on every step of the way. Uh, and we still uh, keep iterating on the, the same project and realize what things we will do differently in the future and what we will keep uh, sort of. <laughs> so, so I think the, the most uh, uh, important step was actually doing it and not just thinking about how we should uh, implement uh, crypto <laughs> in our work. Exactly. And just to add on that, it's an uh, interesting uh, approach we had. It's uh, You can kind of summarize it with uh, having little plan, trying stuff, and then see what's, go- what's going wrong, and then uh, improving on upon that. Uh, so both for the microloan project where, where we basically said we should have loans for these women uh, without any interest rates because uh, it would be kind of immoral. Uh, and then we just tried that and then we saw the repayment rates. So our microloan project have uh, yeah repayment rates of uh, approximately like eight months or something like that so we realized when we started it that it would be efficient uh, way of using money but we didn't know that in the beginning so and same for the ubi product we uh, we just have had basic knowledge of uh, on how to to do this so we booked the flights tried it out and uh, now all that's left is to to make uh, operations more more efficient I love that. Um, and it, it's, you know, there's a lot of cliches around it for a reason, but a dream really is only as good as its execution. And you can't let perfection be the enemy of progress. So just getting out there, doing it. Um, and I mean, honestly, it seems like you get a lot of direct, uh, you know, I don't know if customer is the right word here, um, but, but direct feedback from your, you know, respective users and beneficiaries. Um, so I'm sure that helps in terms of actually structuring the right way. What has been the reception on the ground? Like, is there any sort of resistance to the technology aspect or is it more like, Hey, you know, we need help. If this is how we do it, then how? I think to, to start with, there's a lot of support needed. Uh, so it's, it's, uh, at least in the beginning, uh, work heavy to, to keep up with supporting all the transactions and stuff, but we have uh, um, uh, one member on the on the ground, uh, Costens. She's been managing all the uh, transactions with the U- for the UBI girls. We have twenty two girls getting UBI one dollar a day uh, as of now, uh, and she's been managing that and uh, solving problems as we go. But we're doing this together. So on Messenger, she writes to me, and we we solve those projects uh, problems together and. But the overall reception is really good. Actually, we um, the the ability to to have a savings account in dollars uh, now more than ever is uh, just a gift, really. Uh, so even in even in Europe right now, you see this uh, high inflation and stuff, and uh, in Uganda as well. Uh, so so just the ability to have savings in in. Uh, in dollars is quite good enough uh, 
to get some um, users. And the user friendliness uh, have been no problem either. Really, we, we started with the project by giving everyone involved a phone and uh, not the microloan uh, women, but the, the UBI uh, receivers. Uh, so they, they received a phone from us. That was the first thing we did. And the app has been working quite flawlessly, even, even though we started on uh, Terra, which crashed in the middle of everything, uh, which was unfortunate. Uh, we didn't really have that much of a problem because there was such a quick launch for uh, Luna 2.0 uh, and uh, we've been just switching from USC to uh, Excel USDC. And so, yeah, I think uh, on the ground, uh, there is, we haven't really had any negative. In, um, we, we, we expected more, uh, uh, what do you say? Uh, we accepted it to be harder to uh, propose this uh, new thing for people. But they, that was not really the case. What do you say, Joseph? Yeah, I agree with that. And just uh, <laughs> the, the comparison, I always say that if I want to convince my uh, any of my family members or my friends to use uh, any any sort of uh, crypto solution, it's really, really difficult, like extremely difficult. But uh, it was no no one in uh, MPG in Uganda who even questioned it. It was uh, super obvious that, okay, you have this money. It's in your phone. I have never used a phone, but uh, yeah, let's go ahead. <laughs> and then they started out, they tried it, and uh, yeah, now now they're, they're learning like super, super fast. And yeah, so I think uh, in the quite opposite because uh, Uganda is uh, rated as one of the top uh, most entrepreneurial countries in the world and you can really see that on the ground like if you have a new technology or a new solution uh, new anything yeah people jump on it and they see the benefits uh, and yeah you, they never even see the the issues or the hardships with using new technology which is really interesting because uh, yeah it's a it's a relatively low tech country so yeah the opposite it's really well a welcomed technology it's funny, like I, I feel like um, like collectively, right, we think of advanced technology as complicated to learn or use. And that is kind of the opposite of the case, right? The best products refined to be as simple of a user experience as possible. So it, it actually, you know, it's not intuitive, but it makes perfect sense to me that the actual like pickup and usage of phones wouldn't be an issue. Now, what about the access to phones or some type of technology device to connect in the first place? Is that sort of one of the biggest sort of cold start issues to overcome? Uh, I'd say uh, we, we expected it to be, <laughs> but uh, it's quite the contrary. Like we, right now, I think we are of the opinion that it's, uh, it's the opposite. Like with the, a phone, a smartphone good enough to use uh app like Terra Station in Uganda maybe cost like eighty dollars and uh if you think about it we give we give the UB participants three hundred and sixty five dollars every year. So so I think uh, the cost of actually uh supplying a phone is uh right quite low compared to all the benefits you get from from that phone. Got it. That makes a lot of sense. 
Um, so a, a couple of things I'm going to touch on just quick from the angel protocol side, because I think it's very relevant uh, here. Um, one, uh, something I think will be generally interesting is uh, with our relaunch, we're really trying to focus wherever possible on yield sources that are impact oriented in nature. Uh, and one example of this, and we're working on an integration currently, is with a protocol Goldfinch. Uh, they do um, they bring real world emerging market lending loans uh, into DeFi. Um, so it's actual like real financial transactions. They're really just brought onto Web three for the ability to have liquidity around it. Uh, but it's an interesting product. Uh, you know, I won't get into too much detail. But the takeaway is um, our goal is to have the actual nonprofit endowment yield uh, and the yield from our angel impact funds uh, be largely derived from impact oriented sources. Uh, and then that keeps the impact loop intact, where the way you're actually earning um, on your money is also impact in nature. Um, so I think that's kind of interesting, just in the fact that we would be using loans to other emerging markets to power yield for emerging market micro lending and UBI in Uganda. Um, so all of that being enabled by Web3 is just really freaking cool. <laughs> so I, I'm excited about that. Uh, but also what you just said about like the entrepreneurial spirit and nature, um, that's the other thing, right? So Angel Protocol has traditionally been designed around traditional established nonprofits, right? You have to be a registered nonprofit and in your you know local jurisdiction to be listed on the Angel Protocol site. Um, and it's for a, a specific purpose of you know accepting donations, but also providing sus uh, financial sustainability through endowments. Now, that whole tech stack is what we're expanding out to angel impact funds. And it's really a lot of the same functionality, um, just uh, a little more configurable and programmable and made available to anyone who wants to use it to uh, fundraise, coordinate, invest for impact. Um, so with that, uh, I think, you know, uh, technologically and learning wise, um, it probably wouldn't be that much of a leap once people are comfortable with using phones and using some kind of mobile wallet to access that, um, to showing them how if they started a local business, they could actually create an organization for that and get funded all over the world. Uh, I love that you just, what you just said. The second part there is uh, very spot on for a uh, incredibly good use case from what we see right now. I, I, I can't even begin to describe how many people I met and talked to that I would actually love to fund and are doing this in different things, different projects uh, in uh, the area that we were in. Uh, so we stayed in a place called Sina. It was an innovation camp sort of for, for uh, young people. Uh, and they, uh, there's so many, like almost every day or every week at least, I, I talk to someone with, that I would love to support just a smaller, uh, smaller project. Uh, I can give one example from, from this week actually. Uh, I, I'm talking to uh, uh, a woman that's um, uh, thinking of doing a project on uh, eyes and uh, uh, on. Um, uh, on squint, uh, so you have uh, 
I don't know if you're familiar, but in uh, if if you if you have like a squint when you're uh, a child, uh, you will uh, you know when the eyes uh, are not moving, this is calm, this is chronic. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, there was uh, <laughs> my neighbor had moved. Uh, yeah. Um, so uh, what I was saying is, we had we had this. Uh, I have this uh, woman I'm talking to. So she wants to do. Uh, we are doing uh, pads uh, production uh, with sewing machines. Uh, what she wants to do is, uh, we are talking about the project where she can go around selling uh, eye patches for kids because in Uganda there are so many kids having squint when they are small, but they don't get the correct treatments and they will have suffer from that. Uh, uh, for the rest of their lives because you have to treat when they are young uh, and and that's just an example of something you can find with very limited uh, resources uh, but it will give a huge impact and it will be able to re be repaid so, so and we are doing that with a micro loss but you can also uh, many people are uh, having the smartphones themselves she, she got a smartphone already and uh, she could apply with this smaller project uh, for example, to Angel uh, Impact Fund, uh, and we can help set that up. So I think there's definitely a good use case to, to get to people instead of large organization. Uh, that was what I was getting with this. <laughs> and, yep, yep. <laughs> and, uh, no, I, I just uh, agree on that. And I think yeah, like the, the ideas and the entrepreneurial, like business ideas are not the problem. The problem is the access to capital. Uh, and uh, often it's uh, on a small scale. So, yeah, this is uh, the perfect match, uh, I think, uh, for Uganda especially, but for emerging markets in in general. Like, it's uh, so many uh, dreams of, uh, of uh, companies that it will be impactful, like the one Kim's describing, uh, or for a small scale uh, renewable uh, or reusable pads uh, and so on. It's like uh, endless the amount of ideas, but um, if you have access to capital, you can make them um, happen as well. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yes, uh, I agree. And, and for, for the other part you were saying the, about Goldfinks, I've been following Goldfinks also for a, for a while. Uh, really interesting project. And uh, yeah, for sure, like yeah, I've been thinking also about how we can uh, uh, implement something similar as we're already doing the micro loans. Uh, I think one thing to have it keep in mind uh, working in, in um, emerging markets uh, when you think about the Goldfinch is that I, I think Goldfinch use only US dollar in their loans, right? Or is it also local currencies? Uh, and uh, for us, we we come to the realization that uh, giving out loans in uh, in US dollars would be not the optimal thing. Uh, it would be better to do it in the local currency. Uh, and giving out loans in the local currency, meaning it, uh, we take a, a long position in that currency, which is not also not optimal. Um, what we are uh, it's, uh, thinking about right now is uh, if we could actually uh, do something that will uh, even out the long position uh, we take in the local currency uh, with a short position in, in that currency. Uh, and, and that's what we are uh, going to discuss further uh, eventually. Uh, but basically what we could do is that we, we issue a uh, stable coin of local currency with the credit from the microloans. Uh, 
so that's a, an, an interesting aspect, I think, as well. But we haven't uh, uh, started working on this very much so far. Love it. That's that's interesting. Um, I hadn't really thought through that currency conversion challenge. It, I don't suppose it is because it involves real world conversion that you're dealing with. But does DeFi help with that at all in terms of being able, like, once there are, well, I, I suppose you would need currencies pegged to local currencies for that to work. Um, but I, I'm wondering if there's a way to effectively kind of swap that in in on the blockchain. Um, but I'm not sure if that would actually. Yeah, 100%. I, I think that's uh, super helpful. And, and what, what we are, what I'm thinking is uh, to keep it simple. Uh, we are having lots of, uh, we're giving out loans. So we have a lot of credit. Uh, we can use that credit to issue, uh, uh, issue a local currency which we accept as repayments for those loans. So the only risk we will take is the risk of the loans not being repaid. Uh, if we use the, this local currency that we are creating for our UBI, uh, we will give it away right, uh, uh, right away. Uh, and we will basically borrow <laughs> to give you guys so we're taking a short position uh, with our UBI issuance. Uh, and then we are expecting the microloan participants to pay that back eventually so they just buy the uh, the local currency that we issued uh, uh, back from the UBI participants for example or from our exchange uh, and then send it to us and we will uh, burn that uh, currency so so it will uh, it will be pegged to the local currency quite easily because we will be there will be a limit limitation on the actual uh, actors in that ecosystem there, will, there won't be any speculators uh, coming in just to to receive yield it will basically be the the microdon participants the UBI participants and our own exchange um, so i think that's not really defi like in the aspect of uh yield farming and uh, for <laughs> for outside people but it's it use it's uh, utilizing the technology in a perfect way to 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 sustain a um, uh, localized and uh, circular economy uh, in in a, in a like yeah uh, going forward um so I think yeah, it's DeFi, but it's also not DeFi as the DeFi we we came to know uh, in the past two years. Does that answer your question? It does, and and thank you for that because I don't think anyone wants a return of the DeFi we've known for the last two years. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, no, I think it. I think it's really cool. Um, I'm curious. I know it's too early to ask this, right? Because you're still figuring out some pieces of it and seeing what works best. Um, but how do you think about this scaling over time? Uh, I think the, it's a very good question. Uh, I, the scaling, on, on the one hand, it's easy. Like scaling the UBI project is super easy. Uh, you just uh, give away phones and you give away money, basically. Uh, so I, I would love to see a large-scale UBI project, for example, from the organization from Sweden, SIDA, I, I talked about before, uh, because I really believe that you, you can get those um, 
like it, the donated funds will actually reach close to 100% if you use UBI instead of uh, setting up these different organizations in Europe uh, where you have to pay salary in Europe. And you have to find a, the organization that's not corrupted in uh, emerging uh, uh, in emerging in, uh, market countries, uh, etc. etc. Uh, just give, going somewhere, giving away phones, giving away UBI is very good way to be efficient on where the money is going you can give away 100% of your income with you buy uh, so the scaling of you buy uh, would i would say that's very good it's a good easy thing to scale uh, for micro loans and like this circular uh, economy thing we are doing i think we you really need people you trust on the ground in the beginning at least and you really it's more work intense because you have to actually teach the uh, teach the technology. Uh, so I think this centralization is a good idea. Uh, you have to set up a technology that's working, uh, and like for us, we are not developing this solution. So we're just using things that's been developed uh, from for someone else. So if we can do it, I think basically anyone can do it uh, but you it will have to scale through uh, many many people and you need to have people working with this and uh, enjoying to, uh, to work and spread this uh, thing uh, so scaling through decentralization kind of if you can say that see i yeah there's a lot i, I love the potential of the scalability of the space and and to your point right you run into an interesting sort of friction in the impact space where you need to translate what's happening on chain to actual positive externalities. And to do that, you inevitably need actual people on the ground doing the work. So bridging that gap is one of the things that Angel Protocol is most interested in overall. And I think the cool thing with something like this, right, is you are developing out the model, flushing out what works and effectively, you know, setting up the, the toolkit or, or tech stack required to do that. And once all that's complete, that can basically be packaged as a, you know, how-to kit for anyone else who wants to do it. And that can either be passive of, you know, hey, we did this, you know, feel free to set it up anywhere you want using the same methodology, using Angel Protocol and other tools. Um, or you can take a more active approach too and say, hey, with surplus from certain programs, we're going to pilot, jumpstart other programs to get them going. And then the, the you know, closed economy takes hold and it becomes self-sufficient. Um, and in that way, it, it sort of proliferates itself. Definitely, spot on. Spot on. Yeah. Um, so that's totally the case. Thank you. Thank you so and uh, yeah, that's definitely like the included like in the Indian protocol value proposition as well. But that's our, but that's the ambition that we have is to to explore how to do this as uh, easy and efficient and transparent as possible. Um, and then uh, iterate on it uh, until we are ready to to say that okay, this is uh, the best way to to do charity and uh, just uh, copy what we are doing. I, I think that's we're starting to lose you a little, Kim. You might right, Joseph. You, you might have to tag in Joseph here, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Stand him. Um. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, I think we can hear you now, right, Kim? Uh, yeah, okay, I can give it a, another try. So, yeah, it's, it's spot on, Chauncey, what you were saying. Can you hear me? Yes, yes, you're coming. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, so the long-term goal for us, I think, is definitely to, to iterate on this and make it as efficient, as transparent and easy to implement as possible. And then we, when we are ready, we will just uh, try to get as many people as possible to just uh, copy what we have, what we think is the best way to do uh, charity, basically. Like, so we want to come up with how is the most, what is the best, most effective way to do charity work to 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 help uh, uh, a community on the ground. And then when we think we have the answer to that question, we want other people to to copy that work. Do you agree on that, Joseph? Yeah, yeah, and I think yeah, like the two main pillars, like most organizations are struggling with, is the recurring revenue uh, and the the people, like the uh, the enthusiastic um, participants uh, to to spread the the word and to spread the uh, to help uh, operate and implement. So, like it's really key for us with the external communication because uh, we we think that we are on a good track to have, to have a a um, like a guide <laughs> like you're saying Chancey, to how how to do this but if we in, invent a, a good way of doing this which is scalable uh, it's important that we uh, get many people to to copy us in a good way so we can scale this and impact as many people as possible uh, and um, either if we succeed in doing this ourselves uh, so then we need more more people and more funds ourselves or if we succeed in spreading the word to other people who, who might be interested in, in copying us and uh, yeah so whatever has the most impact is what we are interested in of course and um, it's uh, the, the future is really unclear on on what's the the best way forward there Makes sense. Makes sense. Um, no, I really like it a lot, though. The potential is is very, very wide, obviously. And to your point, there's a lot of entrepreneurs who I think uh, would want to take this forward in their own countries uh, and do it locally. And to be able to empower them uh, really starts a whole movement from from what you've what you've gotten going here. I, there's one idea I want to run past you, and this is just kind of you know just thinking about as we're on the call. Um, Kim, you mentioned before, uh, effectively, it's it's a dollar uh, per UBI per day, uh, so $365 a year. Um, obviously, life-changing money for the people receiving it. Um, in many cases, uh, there are donors around the world where that is you know, a relatively manageable amount of money for them. Um, and so with that, I wonder how what, one of the issues with that we were just talking about, right? Like digital impact brought into the real world. Part of the challenge is the sort of limitations of human ethics. Uh, and what I mean by that is um, it's well known that we tend to emotionally react and connect more to uh, issues and challenges in our local communities. Whereas, you know, millions of people can be suffering on the other side of the planet and it can be, you know, relatively easy to go throughout your day without thinking about them too much. 
So in bridging that sort of ethical gap, uh, I think part of the power is really bringing impact stories to life. Uh, and that's something that Zoe has done very well in terms of sharing videos of what's actually happening there and, and like firsthand accounts from the, the people receiving this, this service. Um, and I wonder if you could sprinkle in a little Web3 magic with purchasable NFTs that would be effectively like a portrait or profile of a person receiving UBI in Uganda. Um, and it's effectively like a sponsorship kind of thing, right? Like you buy this NFT, it's $365. It is UBI for an entire year for this person who now has a face and story to you. Um, and, and to me, that might be a way of like uh, kind of energizing people and engaging them. Um, but I'm not sure if you've thought of those kinds of possibilities already, because Kim, you're, you're pretty deep into this space. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I remember we've been discussing this a little bit before, I think, in maybe in the spring or so. Uh, for sure, I think that would be a good way to mobilize funds. Uh, one limitation as of now is that like most of the blockchains are public. And uh, so we have amazing stories already that we would like to share like in the social media or in other places but we we are we, we are not like we, we we don't want to put someone's face uh, out there with a name and uh, what they do and most of the times also some vulnerable information on the uh, maybe a background story that's not always uh, very good for everyone to know so so <laughs> The problem, one problem with that is you really need like a private by default blockchain, I think. Uh, so and, and then you could do it. I think people would be would be positive to if if like many people in the world are desperate. So th that means they will be agree to do it. But I'm not sure that it's the best way to to put all that information in public. Uh, would be the best decision anyway. Uh, but if you could do it in um, so you get the information in a in a uh, way that's uh, more private and just for one person and the person giving out the information also know who that person is, I think that could be like at least for us, I think it's a better thing to explore uh, than to do all uh, in public. Uh, but but that's just my opinion. Uh, so uh, yeah. Now that 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 is very very valid, right? And it speaks to something we're actually doing a piece on right now of um, surveillance philanthropy, right? And it gets dystopian very quickly when you start intruding on people's privacy or trying to put control around like how funds being provisioned are used. Um, and so that's something that we're definitely want to avoid. Uh, and to your point, you know, I think that there are privacy enabled ways to sort of work around that a bit. Um, but yeah, I, overall, just the design space and the ways that you can sort of creatively combine things, I think, hold a lot of potential here. Yeah, I agree. Definitely. Just, can, can I say uh, something about uh, the value proposition? For Angel, also, uh, or uh, do you have anything else uh, before you want to speak? No, please, Kim. 
I think you disappeared no, a bit. No, I forgot to put my microphone on, sorry. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm back, right? You can hear me. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So no, I just wanted to, to say this because I was today before the call. I uh, I wanted to to write down a little bit what how I was uh, what I was thinking about the Angel Protocol and how I view uh, uh, why Angel Protocol was a valid proposition. So so just some some points I wrote down is like to start like the team we have been in very uh, frequent contact with you guys and like. In any project in this space, like the team is everything, uh, and and I think everyone who's listening should also know that this is a good team with good people, uh, good values, and good ethos of this project. And I think that's that's basically one of the most important things. But uh, yeah, so, so I leave that now. Uh, and the the other thing, like with Angel Protocol, is I really view Angel Protocol as a way to decentralize the nonprofit. Uh, industry, which is super centralized at the moment, uh, not very capital efficient, and also super uh, centralized. Centralization means <laughs> centralization is bad. It it uh, lays the ground for corruption, uh, too much power in the hands of few people. Uh, so I, I really think like the the thing in the protocol is working on is uh, one of the most important things for the industry to to actually uh decentralize uh, how the whole industry yeah and um the other part like uh if that's on the one hand the other hand is the uh in the protocol focusing on capital income for good uh, which is if you think about it uh, an ancient thing uh it's been used for like hundreds <laughs> maybe thousands of years uh, from the church, uh, uh, if you go back in time, you had this uh, where uh, most of the assets were owned by either the nobles or the church, uh, and not by uh, so much of the third class workers. Uh, and that was how most of the charity in our history was was made from uh, from having capital income uh, where you could pay rent to the church, and the, then the church do. Uh, good things uh, and sometimes not not good but most of the times good things uh, and uh, going back to that uh, to having uh, charities having capital income instead of the relying on uh, flow uh, for something else like for example the state states or countries they, they relying on taxes uh, having capital income uh, generating a yield and using the yield for good is what I think is uh, the absolute most efficient way to do charity. So, so, so what the India Protocol do is it uh, combines the decentralization with the generation of capital income uh, yield uh, for good things. Uh, income from capital to maximum value for all. Uh, and I think this is key uh, in this industry and how to move the industry in uh, uh, to a better pace going forward. Uh, and, and that's what we are thinking of going into in the protocol and how when we plan to how we are going to fund our projects in the long term uh, as well. We don't want to become a centralized big thing. Uh, it would be better to have a decentralization, but also use the capital. So, yeah, I repeated myself a few times, but uh, uh, I, I think I made my point. What, uh, what do you think? 
Kim, th- thank you so much. Um, that's really, really beautiful words. And it means a lot coming from you. Um, the the team, you know, just I, I'm also extremely grateful uh, that this amazing team is formed around Angel. Uh, it has been very much, you know, people drawn by purpose and wanting to make a difference in the world. And uh, I've just been blessed to have a lot of really, really passionate, talented people join for that reason. So a lot of, a lot of uh, wind at our back in that regard Um, and not the least from allies like yourself. So, you know, it's, it's really a team effort here and appreciate those words. Uh, And yeah, I mean, I'm super excited about addressing this challenge, right? Like that is why Angel Protocol was founded, was to democratize access to opportunity for all of these impact organizations around the world. And that access to opportunity takes many different forms. You know, like only one in nine uh, nonprofits in the world even have an endowment. Uh, And yet the majority of nonprofits actually have less than a month of operating reserves. So there's a clear like leaky bucket donation issue here that needs to be addressed. Um, Like you can't you can't have six hundred and fifty billion dollars a year in charitable giving and have most organizations have less than one month of operating reserves. It just doesn't it doesn't make sense. Um, And even within that. Right. It's just so sort of access to the opportunity of having tools like endowments, of having technology that provides access to to new global decentralized contributor markets. Right. Um, And so that decentralization is very powerful, too, because both philanthropy and impact investing are heavily gated and controlled uh, types of communities. Um, A lot of philanthropy is really concentrated in very high net worth individuals. It can often be used for sometimes questionable motives or purposes. Uh, And at the end of the day, it's very hard as an individual to be able to contribute to impact in the ways that you want. Um, One stat I I thought was pretty interesting was uh, over 70% of retail investors who know about impact investing uh, choose to invest in impact. Um, And that's where, you know, getting social entrepreneurs, people in Uganda who are setting up businesses, uh, it's really powerful because you're directly empowering that community's development. And that is what makes the actual giving sustainable, not just the yield that is accruing from the the principal and then driving the money, uh, but also the fact that it gets used to empower these organizations on the ground um, and really completes that impact loop. So I'm just very, very excited for the direction this can go, the potential here. um, And really, it's just an an industry ripe for disruption because there are so many predatory actors uh, involved today. So, yeah, I mean, with with that, I don't know uh, what else we want to touch on here. Um, We we talked about the UBI. Is there anything else that you want to highlight from Zoe's end? No, I, I think if you, uh, yeah, I, no, I, I think if you don't have any more questions, I think we are happy. Josef, what do you think? Yeah, it's uh, always uh, like I go away with so much energy after talking to you. It's um, a lot of inspiration coming uh, every every sentence. So thanks for that, and uh, looking forward to keep on collaborating and see where we can take this. Excellent. Very grateful to have Zoe as a partner um, and and grateful for for your time today, Kim and Joseph. Uh, 
And yeah, uh, going forward, I'm excited to get governance up and running on Angel. Uh, you know, we still have our AP endowment. Uh, for, for those unfamiliar, the AP endowment is governed by Halo holders. Um, it votes to allocate funding from what's effectively uh, an angel protocol community endowment uh, that distributes funds to nonprofits and impact organizations based on community proposals and votes. Uh, so you can have a direct say in how money gets directed, where it gets directed to. Um, and we've talked through a, a governance proposal we'll want to do with SOE in the future of helping power some of this UBI and microlending. Uh, along with possibly uh, Yamba Hearts. I know that they have uh, some programs they're doing and need some funding to get uh, roofing on um, buildings that they're making for the local community. So uh, all stuff I'm interested in uh, digging in more, uh, involving the community, and uh, really directing this capital flow to impact. Yeah, we are super excited as well. Thanks a lot. All right, we'll go ahead and wrap here. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Uh, thank you, everyone, for your time, and have a great day ahead. Same. Have a great day. All right. Bye. Thanks for checking out another episode of the Ether. That was the Angel Protocol Impact AMA with Saucy. Recorded on Thursday, September 8th, 2022. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. Intern Productions proudly presents Remix. Beer, 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 beer. Let's go. Chill. My lunatics. Ha, ha, ha. Throw your hands in the air right now, man. Feel this shit right here. Don't run. Yeah, terabytes, I see you. Luna Loo party on. Terra spaces, we out chill. I don't give a fuck about your profits, cause we think bigger. We from Luna Land, man, where we making the figures. Kids starving, love to fill up their plates. Half the people in the world got a frown on their face. It's a cold world, we making nice. Screw a milli for a car, let's change a life. Got the angel car parked in front of the building. Terra Ave, angel protocol is legit. Let's get rid of the bad. The world's struggling, it's too much to cope with. Bankers and market makers like us to choke his shit. Should be called on robbery, extortion, or maybe grand loss. We do it all, we put the pieces to the puzzle Just as long as it takes all of our people here to end the struggle Came out the gate on some Doquan shit World's better with the army of the lunatics Send my angels don't dance, we just take a stance And lock a Luna awake And then give back, give back, give back, give back Say my angels don't dance, we just take a stance And lock a Luna awake And then give back, give back Give back, give back Bye bye to the greedy, so long to the slizzy Lunatics stay breezy, St. John stay flizzy I got a minute, ain't I'm on Columbus 5 And I just staked an angel I can give till I die With a terror squad jacket, bout to mid a galactic Lunatics on chain, snap it back like elastic We angels and angels don't hoard our goodies So never mind, we sneaking in with Luna Loon hoodies Listen, we don't pay a mission, take five bouncers, never check us And we walk around the metal detectors And there ain't even a need for VIP section, the middle class, now the new 1%, so check it, people like the halo, so start relaxing, let's hold a discussion about this terror chain reaction, if subpoenas are your thing, better pull the trigger, gotta serve the Dow and make the southern district bigger, say my angels don't dance, we just take a stance and lock a Luna awake, and then give back, give back, give back, give back, say my angels don't dance, we just take a stance and lock a Luna awake, and then give back, Give back.
Give back, give back, come on yeah. The world living better now, Luna loot sweater now Angels help you drive through any weather now See it ain't right when you hoard your millions That's why I sport the halo, spreading good feelings You can find lunatics at all types of shit Out in Vegas front row, fighting rugs and shit If bad time comes, then just take your stake back Cause you can get without losing, let's create stacks If UST breaks the peg, it ain't gonna roast you Burning Luna, put the peg back where it's supposed to Not even no alone could get it back So talk to the Dow, now your bank is whack Can't keep telling me sharing wealth is for suckers Matter of fact, if that's true, I'll be a fucking Sucker, not even Nakamoto could imagine this Lunatics making sure we win the championship See my angels don't dance, we just take a stance And lock a Luna weight And then give back, give back, give back, give back Say my angels don't dance, we just take a stance And lock a Luna weight And then give back, give back, give back, give back Three is ours. Come on. Nah, man, Dowin ain't never gonna stop. Yeah. Danielle, Cosmos, Solana, Avalanche, Matt Lee. Peace out. Two spaces. <laughs>